Hello, welcome to Neighbours, coming to you live from the PirateNet studios and we recap the week just gone on Neighbours. I'm Vaya and I'm joined by... CJ. CJ's back and I have a special guest. Kate. Kate is also known as Remude, at Remude on Twitter. And we are friends on Twitter purely because of Neighbours. That is indeed correct, for no other reason. No other reason. So I'm very excited. We just met today and we're going to talk about Neighbours, so... Mm. Oh, the connection. (laughs) (laughs) So... It was a really kinky week. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? We had a week of tame behaviour, and then this week they turned it up a notch. Now pushing the 6.30pm boundaries. Yeah, although is there a rating for Neighbours over on Channel 11? I don't know. Oh, actually, maybe that's a point. Maybe the yeah. digital it, like opens it up. Yeah. Maybe that's why we're getting a bit kinkier at the moment. <laughs> oh, I'm all for it. Well, you know what? They're following the Fifty Shades of Grey thing quite well. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Disturbing. So, let's take it to episode 6991. Brennan's sting operation gets messy. Can Matt protect Daniel from Dakota's scheme? And Chris begins to doubt Nate. So, we kick off the week with Amber and Daniel living in their car. I don't think I've ever seen... Well, I haven't seen one of those old Falcons on the road in about 15 years. And that car has come from Queensland. (laughs) Let's keep that in mind. It made it the whole way down. And to be fair, we still haven't seen it on the road. It's parked like on a patch of grass. Yeah. That's true. The same patch of grass the whole time he's been there. Yeah. I I just don't get why the, you know, the local cop and the mayor can't evict them from the bit of grass they're parked on. Yes. Well, you know what I think is really a bit scary? Because this is like a homelessness issue. (laughs) People living in their car. But our neighbours, it's just what young love does, which is weird. (laughs) Pop up a few prayer flags and bob to your uncle. Yeah. (laughs) Especially because this week Paige found herself in in need of a home and she had nowhere to go but the local hotel. Don't these people go on Flatmate Finder or... Yeah, or even uh, Airbnb. They need a caravan park. Yes. Yeah, yeah, they do. Yes, Hunter suggested that last week. And I don't even think that people use the caravan park in Summer Bay, so they should just ship it down to Melbourne. Yeah, Yeah. one one caravan at a time. They could have those little (laughs) flags between them. It would be adorable. (laughs) Listen, hitched up to the back of the falcon. Yeah. And I think the nursery is a great site for Mm. this endeavour. Can I just – I haven't been here, obviously, for a few weeks, so I never got to talk about the wedding. That was at the nursery, right? Yeah. <laughs> it, it was, yes. It was oh, at yeah. Sonia's nursery. You're right. In a marquee. What an excellent business it. plan for Sonia. That's fantastic. Maybe next time there's an ad, Sonia could advertise It up. makes more sense for Sonia to run weddings at that nursery because she doesn't have plant experience, gardening experience. She's in touch with nature, though, and that's yeah. all that matters. She, she does have that very free and easy marriage celebrant you know, yeah. vibe about her. Well, there's going to be some business fighting between her and Susan. Anyway, back to the, the yes. serious task at hand. Yes. <laughs> then we have the lead into this whole big sting operation that's going to happen to bust up Dakota, who we found out last week is a jewel thief, a j- diamond smuggler, smuggler. <laughs> of all things. Oh, wow. <laughs> Look, my big question with the whole diamond smuggling thing is why was it being hidden in coffee? Because that's you, surely you hide drugs in coffee to um, conceal, say, the smell of them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was really disappointed when it wasn't drugs. Yeah. They really should have hidden the diamonds within drugs to, like, maximise the yeah. amount of... Then she could have yeah. been, like, a super villain. But there's surely there's easier ways to smuggle diamonds, at least on your person. Oh, like a necklace, maybe? Because also, they were in little sachets, little baggies mm-hmm. that could have... That, that's not oh. going to pass an x-ray test. <laughs> But I just thought they would have tumbled out and then mixed in with the coffee. With the decaf. Yeah. yeah. You know, let's face it, she wasn't the best criminal. No. No. So this sting operation. And Brennan keeps having these conversations on his phone in the middle of 
the public, like in the mm. middle of hallways and just telling people, right, I'm about to bust this woman. And yeah, he's the worst undercover cop. Very good mechanic though. Oh yeah. You know what? I've never been an undercover cop, but I feel that he's not doing a great job. <laughs> and he was pretty obvious when he kept wearing police attire. <laughs> not much of an undercover officer. Now, Dad Cop is concerned because he doesn't want Daniel, his daughter's no good loser, future mm. husband, embroiled in this diamond smuggling operation. So he arrests Daniel for jaywalking across that little strip of road between grease monkeys and the mechanics. Which no one has ever stopped for traffic for. No. Like, Look, what, what's his face got knocked out there only a few oh, weeks ago? The, the bus to Sydney and all the airport could have run, run yeah, over there. that's true. And that's right in that shopping strip there. Yeah. But um, Dad Cop does have form for covering up crimes for members of his family as well. Oh, yeah. Because remember, um, he covered up Mason and Bailey um, robbing the warehouse? Right. He did, didn't he? Yeah. But I've got to say that when he did that, I kind of loved Dad Cop a lot. I did. I yeah. like when he's actually doing something and being a character. And not just he he works. Yeah. Not yeah. just kind of silently looking a bit grim. So he's he arrests Daniel to keep him out of trouble. And then Amber's like, Well, I'm jaywalking. Are you gonna arrest me? And starts hopping back and forth over the road. <laughs> Which is perfect little like daughter yeah. drama. I like that. But I just thought it was really perfect. I love it. And he was like, I'm an angry cop persona yeah. when he was doing it as well. He was like, No, I hate my new son in law. So I'm going to arrest him. <laughs> what I found interesting is this, who was this mustachioed man that was having a coffee that, that, that was talking to Dakota about the delivery not arriving? Oh, was it, that it's the guy man? with the um, generic South American name, isn't it? That oh. wasn't Carlos, surely. No, no, because he did mention like Carlos gets angry. Okay. Oh. Yeah, so he wasn't Carlos. He works for Carlos. So he's one of these cronies that's part of the operation. Yeah. That was just having, he may as well have been behind a newspaper with two eye holes yeah. cut out. <laughs> I just I don't really understand the viability of smuggling diamonds into Australia. No. I feel like it's probably not the best market. I feel like it's a bit of a euphemism, really, yeah. isn't it? Like, is Sonia going to be a former intravenous diamond user? <laughs> <laughs> it sounds entirely possible. It's, it's a brand new drug that we don't even know about yet. <laughs> yeah. It's like a really expensive form of ice. Yeah. yeah. And now that she's a lawyer's wife, she can take it. <laughs> Definitely. So they were able to keep Daniel in the clink the whole day, which I thought... That was ridiculous. Even after Imogen, who's a teenager, said that they can't hold him for jaywalking. Yeah. I can just imagine him in the cells just whinging, like doing a bit of a silent protest, hippie oh, style. He could have done like hug campaign again. <laughs> you don't want to try free hugs out on the inmates down at Erinsborough <laughs> Romance Centre. Oh, gosh. Could you imagine? A few night workers, you know. Oh, you'd be down there with, the um, with uh, Chris's boyfriend, wouldn't you? Poor Chris. Now we can't see him again. <laughs> Is this where Dakota put two and two together about hot cop being a cop? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so Paul said he was, you can't trust these cops. And Dakota said, oh, so that guy who's been acting like a cop around me is a cop. And she said it had memory flashbacks of the questions mm-hmm. he was asking and whatnot. Looking yeah. through her phone. Yeah. She would have probably got away with this whole thing if she just kept hanging out with Paul and made him buy yeah. her bar and... Yeah, run the bar and exactly. took deliver- her diamond deliveries and didn't try and have little dalliances with side characters. Maybe she needs to take a long, hard look at herself and realise that maybe the hottest guy in Aaron's bar possibly isn't really interested in her. No, <laughs> much more interested in Paige. Yeah. yeah. So they bust, I don't even understand how it worked, but they somehow busted that crony, that guy with the newspaper holes in the eyes. They busted him and find all the diamonds and the coffee beans and then they run over to Paul's apartment or Dakota's apartment in the hotel 
to bust her and she's gone. She's bottled it. There has been a lot of water under the bridge since Dakota and Paul split up back in South America. In the 80s or whenever it was. Paul. Paul. No. No. No, I I have a soft spot. CJ calls her husband her little Paul Robinson. (laughs) He's a little bit chunky. (laughs) Hi, darling. (laughs) So CJ often sympathises with Paul. But in that time, he's been with Izzy Lynn Scully, which was a low light. Yeah, it was. And then the the awesome Rebecca. Probably more that we can't even point out. No, but Paul, I mean, he's so desperate for love. He was like, oh, here's this girl that I met once. There's probably a problem here. She's probably importing diamonds from Brazil, but I'm going to love her anyway. And we look, there's been a lost opportunity with that bar that won't happen now. Mm. Yeah, which is excellent for us. Yeah, it's great. Thankfully. We get to keep our studio, but the waterhole doesn't have any competition to spice things up. They tidied up a fair bit around here as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they did. There's a lot of coffee, though. (laughs) It's all decaf, too. It helps no one. So we go into the story with Nate, who's got to meet Mama Pappas, Chris's Mm. mum. Drama Mama. So, of course, they start clashing over what to serve for lunch. and They can't eat the pie outside? No, that's not an outside Mm. food. By the way, his mum, beautiful Greek pronunciation, I must say. I don't know how she didn't pass that on to her son. Can I ask a question? Yes. Because I did, when I was watching this, yes. I thought I need to ask Faya about this Greek-Australian business. Yes. She sort of, she has a Greek voice and then a non-Greek voice, I feel. Is that Yeah, true? you can turn it on and off. Okay. And she, she, this is very typical of me and my family, you can just drop words in. Mm-hmm. So she was like, oh, Chris, come here or here. And, you know, she would just drop words in. Okay. That's very, that's so very they're true not, to They're not being like token, like this is, this is realistic. Yeah. Okay, cool. They try to do it with Chris, except he just doesn't know how to say words. Also. Both in Greek and English. I don't know if you know this, yeah. but he's not Greek. <laughs> yeah. Pick that up. <laughs> Yet they're calling, you know, Paul's calling him freckles. <laughs> That's right. He did too, yeah. Mm. He's, cool. He still drops it in though. Yeah. Paul's really becoming a, a wonderful character. <laughs> but it's weird. <laughs> Just before we move into Tuesday, I've got to acknowledge that we've got some extra decor in the PirateNet studios today. Um, Kate has brought in Toad Horse, the lamp that used to stand in Toadie's house, which is a teal-coloured horse and I'll tweet a picture at neighbors pod on Twitter so you can have a look but we're blessed with the presence of toad horse today it is my pride and joy and it's from the actual set it's very exciting now where was it it used to live on a shelf on to the left of the screen um up near the window on the okay back wall. yep yep I have no idea why they would get rid of it I mean it's no, stunning it's epic it, I mean, it is. I don't even know. Like, where do you get something like that other than the neighbour's set, you know? Yeah. A TV art department. That's where you get it from. Yeah. A, a turquoise horse with a lamp on the top it, of it. It looks as though it may have just been entirely spray painted at one stage. <laughs> yeah. But they did a very good job. Yeah. It's lovely. It's it's a lamp unicorn. Totally. No, it's a toad horse. It's a toad horse. Sorry. <laughs> we have to have a fish name as well. Yeah. <laughs> it, can't, it can't not be a fish family. The seahorse. So, Tuesday. Now, here's where we're in a bit of a pickle because I didn't have time to watch Tuesday. But whatever, we're, I'm rolling with it. Sometimes in life, you can't watch every day in Neighbours. You what, dip in and out. One, That's the one of my highlights of the week did occur on Tuesday, <gasps> though. So, okay, so Susan now is wanting to help out Nate. Like, she wants to help out every lame duck that turns up in Ramsey Street. Yeah. And um, she's decided that she wants to personally counsel him for his PTSD and even Carl thinks that's a bad idea. And he's, he's trying to say to her that um, he needs a professional. And she said, no, well, I can, I can turn my you know, skill set 
towards helping Nate, much like she, you know, she became an editor of the newspaper with no discernible skills. No, that's true. And she's a wedding celebrant now. She yeah. just did a and course. A, and a principal. I have a couple of issues, though, with that. Carl can do anything from oncology to mm. obstetrics to mm. lead guitarist. Yeah. Yeah. And he... D- doesn't want Susan dipping into the mental health field. Look, it's another dark day for Erinsborough Hospital. Yes. Doesn't the army subsidise? I would think his that he care? could get all of that for free. Yeah. Basically, he I doesn't th- need to rely on his pseudo auntie. I think they sent him a few places, and he didn't like them. The army, <laughs> like I think they said, like a few places as well as Afghanistan, but. No. Um, <laughs> To a think? few psychologists and they, right. yeah, and he said, I tried to talk about it, but it didn't work out. Okay. Mm. Well, that's half of the story. Because in real life, you should see a few more psychologists until yeah. you find the right one. Exactly. Look, to be honest, going back to the Chris thing, I think he's well within his rights to just go, you know what? We've been dating for two weeks. Yeah. This is a bit heavy. I'm yeah. moving on. And you know what? If the coward punch and the hospital stay wasn't enough, now you've got an overbearing mother. Yep. Yeah. So he hasn't even met the father. Imagine the father. Oh, trying yeah. To deal the with father. This. He was really intense. Papa Pappas. He? <laughs> he hasn't weighed in on this at all. He can't even use Facebook. He's <laughs> <laughs> not going to handle this. <laughs> no. There was more Dakota action. So, oh, yeah. I, I need to know because I saw her in the previews turning up in a baseball cap in clandestine. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, she hit up Paul for 10 grand oh, to get out of his life and said, Your name. And your little nephew's name is everywhere on this. But she's already got 50 grand for the bar, doesn't she? Or is that, that hasn't gone through, I guess. I I think she bought diamonds with it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Look, there's so many holes in her story that Paul should have just been able to go, you know what, love, what are you going to do? Yeah. Like, to be honest, the cops have already seen Paul and realized that he doesn't know what's going on. He's just a loser. And dad cop already sticks up for his own. So he's not going to get Daniel in trouble. Well, even if there was a stronger case against Daniel, I think it would go to court and they'd realise, well, actually, he's not all there. No, he's (laughs) not. He's not a criminal mastermind. (laughs) He's He's living in his car with his girlfriend. He's wearing a sack and he took a job picking up some coffee deliveries. And that's all he thought he was doing. surely the AFP have surveillance photos of Dakota opening up the sachets of diamonds in the laneway outside the bar. (laughs) And Daniel just hop skipping around. No, we know, but we know. Taking photos of weeds. But we know that the surveillance cameras in Erinsborough are not installed yet. Oh, they're not installed yet because otherwise we would know who murdered Kate. Well, we we do, but we would have known earlier. Because we're planting trees instead. Yes, and we would have known who coward punched. Yeah. I can't believe I'm saying coward punched now. Yeah. (laughs) I hate myself. So did he give her the money? Yes, yes. Oh, did he, in cash? Did he just give her one of her shoeboxes? He, just, he of cash? just picked up his wallet and said, I've got 10 grand on me at the moment. <laughs> the, the thing I don't understand about Paul is that he seems to just kind of oscillate between being really flush with money and being in severe financial troubles. True. Yeah. He's, there's never like a middle class middle ground with Paul. I think that's common of an entrepreneur <laughs> that's been to prison and been the mayor. Like, he's got a lot of money, but he, he's just recently thrown $60,000 at a woman he just met. Yeah. Like, that's a lot of money for anyone, isn't it? Yeah, considering he hesitated before letting his, his nephew stay in his penthouse suite. You would think that um, Paul would actually just front up for a Winnebago for Daniel, if he's <laughs> yeah, that determined that's a great to camp. idea. Like, he could start the caravan park that way. Exactly. Yeah. Just one van at a time. So what happened with Josh? Oh, well, this was the highlight of the week for right. me. Well, aside from something that happened on Friday, but yeah. this was a point for me that was great. So the 
woman who was the temporary mayor, who's a bit of the nosy Parker Susan. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Sue Parker. Sue Parker, yeah. that's it, yeah. Um, nosy Parker, As I opposed think to the name. other. It's <laughs> the official name on her birth record. Yeah. Yeah. Her shitbag son, who has been causing trouble all around the traps, he was the one who trashed Sonia's nursery. Yes. Yeah, moved yeah. the blenders. Yeah. He confronted Josh. He and his friends confronted Josh outside Grease Monkeys. And he went up to Josh and said, can you show me how to fight? You know, clearly in a bit of a smart-ass kind of way where he was saying, oh, yeah, come on, mate, show me how to fight. Now Josh thinks that he's some sort of hero to the kids yeah. for his violence, but in reality I'm pretty sure the kid, the shitbag was just taking the piece. I, I also wanted to point out this episode and last – it's happened gradually over the last few weeks, I think. The costume changes for Josh, he's now getting quite meek. Yeah. Mm. Um, which is, yeah, I don't think he's been eating. And not, not, not enough carbs. And they've stopped the hair gel. Mm. They've stopped that cold turkey. I, I feel he's, he's yeah. gone on a journey kind of like Oscar Pistorius. <laughs> he has. Soon he's going to be crying on the stand. <laughs> he's, he's turned on a lot of waterworks, waterworks mm. the last couple of weeks too. Yeah. And I'm, I'm saddened to admit now that I've come around to it. I think he did it. <laughs> oh no you were look, the one you were the one supporter yeah look, he fits the profile it's gone on too long now he did it yeah mm. yeah i'm still waiting for that other extra to come rolling in going <laughs> sorry guys it was, it was like the ghost of robbo wasn't it <laughs> do you reckon he's gonna get jail time maybe he'll do a stint and come back hardened oh i hope yeah, so yeah. there has to have some meat meat to him now like steph but maybe he gets involved with like the prison church people and oh, he starts yeah. making quilts or something. Who knows? Well, maybe, look, it could reintroduce the salvos back to Erinsborough. They could. They could come back. He could bring a tambourine. Maybe Harold could come back again. That's not where I thought any of that would go, but <laughs> sure, I'm all for it. Well, maybe he'll just hook up with um, Christos's ex-boyfriend in yeah. prison. Yeah. Well, look, he's much more interesting than he was when he just swam in, in a pool we never got to see. And just That's was true. rude and arrogant yeah. and borderline abusive and to Amber. misogynistic. Now, this is a good moment to, to pause, take a word from our sponsor and um, just pay a few of those bills because the PirateNet Studios renovations crew cleared out without finishing any of them. And we will resume in a moment. G'day, g'day, it's Toad. And Sonia. Come down to Sonia's Nursery. Our prices are bare rooted. We've got crab apples, six foot weeping cherries, seven foot mop tops. Anything that sounds made up, we sell. We grow all the plants ourselves, and as a recovering drug addict, I've got loads of horticultural experience. Bring the trailer and stock up on neighbours' begone hedges to block out the couple nuding up at number 28. Get down to Sonia's Nursery, Erinsborough, and get bare rooted, rooted before it's too late. Now available for wedding ceremonies, a free succulent for every bride. So now, this Wednesday, I thought, was a very special episode. It was essentially one of those episodes where we get our issue of the week, our moral of Mm. the week. And this week it was, don't punch people. No. Yeah, Josh came round to the house to try and talk Christos into coming down to the high school to um, exploit his disability. Yeah. And Sheila told him to clear off because basically Sheila's Franger's street smarts can see right through the dull swimmer's bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> Sheila. Josh decides he wants to have a talk at the school anyway. So he gets together Susan and his family and they meet at the waterhole yep, to where plan else? out yeah, this, the look, talk. Why does he go there when he's got an allergy to alcohol? He's going to have his lemon, lime and bitters. <laughs> no, lay off the bitters. That's true. Oh, yeah. Can't, can't, the bitters is probably what caused the punch in the first place. Probably he's having water, really. Yeah. I mean, he's pretty into fitness. He's got to hydrate. Yeah. So they're at the water hole. They're planning this talk, which is going to happen the next day. 
Because they never have to send permission slips. I love, at I love how the home. Department of Education it's just not involved at Erin's, but they let Susan fly on her own. <laughs> they, she she plans things in pubs. They're just behind her, the department. The whole King Hit presentation just seemed um, really hurried and ill thought out. So they had it at the community hall, not in the school. But it was like in school hours, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, so they were wearing uniform. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, great, because we know from when we were at school yeah. you could just any leave opportunity any to leave the campus people were down with yes so i mean that was probably the draw card that's probably why we lost most of the school because there were about four again there were about 13 or 14 kids attending that mm. lecture mm. and i think most of the kids probably just went and got a coffee and never yeah, came just back went for a yeah. smoke behind grease monkeys <laughs> yeah i was gonna say they went to mcdonald's but there's none of that no, no grease, grease monkeys, monkeys. Yeah. yeah the so the, the people that are attending the talk it seemed like a lot of year sevens, mm. which I thought was traumatizing, and all of Josh's friends and family. Yeah, the people mm. that already know the answers to the yeah. questions. The yeah. people that already know you shouldn't attack people. Yeah, were attending this talk, but it was like it was it was a lovely moment where they they sort of resolved things a bit, and yeah, and then Chris came on and had his his losing every second word, and he said some metaphor about opening the sugar packets. To yeah. Josh. It was very strange, that one. I, I didn't actually quite understand I it. didn't follow it one jot. At, at the end of the anecdote, I thought, I think his brain issues are deeper than were previously suspected. Yeah, because oh. other people have helped him. Maybe it, that anecdote wasn't meant to make sense. It was just his brain I feel it was meant out. to make sense. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was just my brain checking out. No, no. I, no it didn't make no, sense. No, it didn't make sense. I just think it was meant to. <laughs> And then anyway, so after the speech, they sort of had like coffee and biscuits, I guess. They were probably using Sonia's from like Gamblers Anonymous biscuits. Yeah. Mm. Because that's where they have the... That's true. And Josh looked over at Amber and he was like, yeah, she's a good good girl, a good type Mm. or whatever. And it was such a heartbreaking moment because... You you don't know what you've got till it's gone. But he didn't treat her well. I've got no sympathy for him. No. He just wanted wanted her to follow him around to the pool Mm. and cheer him on. Yeah. And he didn't want her to focus on her homework. Or her photography. Photography. She she makes some really poor choices in there. Yeah, definitely. So it was like the sex tape guy to begin with. Yes. Yeah. In fact, we should be really turning the microscope to Amber's life choices and she needs to have a few sessions with Susan to sort them out. Yeah, or Sonia or any of Carl, any of the people that are not psychologists that pretend to be psychologists, she could see one of them. So we'll move into Paige. So Paige is having a terrible time of it because she's upset that Detective Mechanic put his criminal investigation before his girlfriend. Criminal investigation slash pro bono work for the AFP. I hope he got paid. I don't think he would have. And I think the brief for this, his mission, if I'm understanding it correctly, is pretend to be hitting on this woman who's a jewel thief yeah. until we can bust her. Yeah. and it, have, wasn't, it didn't even have an end goal, really. Like, why did he have to hit on her? Because he was the most attractive policeman they mm, could wrangle. And she, she had yeah. the horn for him. Paige, we know she's, she's got angst because she's drinking juice out of straight out of the bottle. Mm. Yeah, and Brennan doesn't like that kind of behaviour. No. He's a clean freak. He came up to her, didn't he, in the house and and gave her the kind of the softly, softly, you're dumped speech. Yeah. But she turned it around before he even finished and stone cold dumped him. Definitely. And later in the week, she's lamenting that he broke up with her. I'm sorry, Mm. Paige, you ended that bad boy. And she owned that situation. I was quite proud of her. Yeah, I I think we've still got hope. She hasn't moved far. (laughs) She's moved next door. Yeah. How uncomfortable, really. But anyway. So they they break up and she packs her bags and moves out like within the hour. Yeah. Mm. Swift. She's, she's not a stayer. 
page. <laughs> no, her stuff really isn't much out of the bag. She had a big box of stuff when she moved in, didn't yeah. she, that she just left open and it was filled with um, all the clues about her identity. <laughs> right. Well, I guess she doesn't need that anymore because no. she solved the case. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she's only got that one suitcase that she needs now. Yeah. Which she's been schlepping around and takes it over to Lassiter's. So, yes, you're, uh, how many stars is the Lasseter's Hotel chain? Oh, I'd say, what, four? Four or five? I feel it's four and they'd like to be five. Yeah, they're aiming for five. They'd get five if they employed some professional staff. <laughs> probably. You're probably right. It's, Stop giving away free rooms. I think it's killing to raise that they're not five stars, yeah, just quietly. Imagine I, that. Look, I would think that Lasseter's Darwin would be five stars. <laughs> probably. Definitely. And definitely New York and Paris. And Dubai. Oh, Dubai. No, yeah, New York and Paris. No way. <laughs> when there's a bit of competition, yeah, it kind of pales in comparison. Yeah. But yeah. she does mention, like, at, uh, later on in the episode page, she says it doesn't beat a suite at Lasseter's. Like, it's amazing. <laughs> like, if it, it's kind of just like, I don't know, a place you'd stay in the Gamby, really. Like, when you look inside the room. <laughs> you just don't know how often that bedspread's been washed. Oh, dear. <laughs> It'll end up on a current affair on one of those stories where they, <laughs> they swab the hotel pillows and tell you never to sleep on them. You find Luzicus's DNA on it somewhere. <laughs> Maybe um, when they open up the newspaper again in like six years when I have to reuse that story. Well, maybe that's what they'll turn the rest of Pirate Net Studios into. No, I think newspapers are dead in, mm. in life and on television. <laughs> so this is my point, right? A 20-year-old breaks up with their boyfriend instead of going and crashing on a mate's couch. Granted, she doesn't have mates yet. She goes to the nearest four-star hotel to book a room. Mm. Now... When we met Paige, she had a bit of money. Yes. And we feel she's burnt through it by now. Yeah. And she's no longer, like, in contact with her... Mary and John Smith. Yeah. <laughs> so she's not going to be getting money off them. Let's no, face it, she's she, not on much of a wage at the cafe. She must still have it, one of their credit cards or something. Yeah. Yeah. And really, because yeah. she's not getting money from anyone else. Because remember, Brad had to do extra yoga classes to afford a plane ticket to Adelaide, which yeah. is what... <laughs> 80 bucks or yeah, something? Yeah, $89 probably yeah, return. Yeah. yeah. and like, Or he could just drive, really. Yeah. And they used to live in Perth, and I guess there would have been a bit of travel to visit all the other children he's got scattered mm. around. Mm. So clearly mm. he would have had enough frequent flyer points to pay for a free ticket mm. to Adelaide. Probably. But also, let's not forget, he's got a few kids, so he's probably got some payments he's got to make. Oh, that's true. Oh, yeah. that, you're so but, right. So to raise, okay, to rage, in the same breath that she finds out that Paige has broken up with Brennan, mm. She, her brain connects the dots and thinks that Paige is going to move in with Lauren and then her husband's going to be hanging out there all the time. And that is the fastest thought process in Aaron's Barrett this week. Definitely. And she went, bam, I'm going to put the brakes on this. So she invites Paige into her home to live. How many 20 year olds are really spending a lot of time with their dad at home? It's not like he's going to go over there every night and go through a homework with her no. or anything like that. And then just on the sly route, Lauren. Yeah. Like, obviously, they're going to go to the waterhole. Mm, exactly. For their conversations, because that's where people hey, look, go. Look, he's the groovy dad. They could go surfing. Yeah, probably well, they do can't yoga. Go, they can't go surfing because we never see the beach. That's true. Mm. But they could do yoga together on the yeah, lawn. On the, they could do, definitely because she's a fitness junkie. She is. She's, she's got, got a punching bag. She, they've got to put that up somewhere. Head they down put to it up Dingo's. Her house. Yeah. Go down to Dingo's gym. I feel like Dingo's is going to become a fitness first soon. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best way. Yeah, it's, it the, really it's for the best. Can I just say, I'm really hanging for Brad and Lauren to pash again now. I don't know what happened to me. Really? But I went you weren't, like, for the chemistry, no, and now you're, you've, you've, but it's in your back as pocket. As soon as they started saying, it's never going to happen again, it's never going to happen, it was a big mistake, I went on YouTube the other day and watched The Pash again. Oh, <laughs> my oh, you can, God. You can confirm this for me. In my memory, yeah. he was the instigator of The Pash. 
Is that right? Well, pretty much, but they, it was very mutual. Because he wasn't on the bed. He came to the he bed. He came to the mm. bed. Once you, once you take it to the bed, it's all over. Let's <laughs> face it, ex-lovers shouldn't be on the bed. And no. there was no Especially other... Especially in budget motels no. in Adelaide. He and should have stayed on that chair. P.S. Was it the Adelaide Fringe Festival or something? Because there were no other rooms or hotels available. Yeah. Since when is Adelaide booked out entirely? Yeah, it, it has to be Fringe. That's it. Another call for a caravan park. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so as soon as Paige unpacks and sits down for a cuppa, that's when Therese has second thoughts and that she's made a horrible mistake mm. and doesn't want her husband's love child in the house with mm. them. They all step away and then Imogen says to her mum, I've never seen you turn down cheesecake. Um, didn't these both of these characters have eating disorders? Mm, of exactly. course, Therese turned down cheesecake. <laughs> She's probably turned down a bit of it. Are we forgetting that? No, apparently Imogen's not. <laughs> that's I, not on her forefront I anymore. I just don't understand Therese. She's she's so immature in yeah. terms of like not being able to accept Paige into the family. Sure, yeah, it's a bit awkward to begin with, but you can see the good side of sassy. Yeah, um, Paige. She's, she's they've actually got a bit in common. Well, they look a lot alike. Yes. Yeah, they're probably more likely <laughs> yeah. each other's relative. Yeah. And she's clearly only going to live there for a few months anyway until yeah. she hooks back up with Brennan. Exactly. Yeah, or someone new. Mm. All right, now we get to Kyle and George's honeymoon. They were meant to go to Vanuatu. Oh, that's right. I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. Vanuatu. And my question is, did they even make it to Vanuatu? Well, my theory is um, that they were, in fact, just going to go to the RACV resort down at Inverloch. <laughs> <laughs> because and during the ad breaks in Melbourne, there's all these ads for the RECB yeah, resorts. Yeah. Whoa. So I thought apparently you can get like quite the discount. Yeah, yeah. Cobram. Yeah, wow. And you can stay one more day. Yeah. <laughs> of all with all the tie-ins that have been happening lately, I'm not surprised mm. that that wasn't written they, in. They could have taken a walk on a blustery beach. That would have been a lot more location than we had, mm. which was just them walking around Erinsborough. Mm. So we discover that they're doing some kinky role play. And well, as is the want of every neighbor's character to yeah. do kinky role play. And we know we know a married couple is happily in love when they do cosplay. Like that's how mm. we know. And, and wax on like a vague South American accent because Sonia does that too, doesn't she? <laughs> she does I too. <laughs> I think I've heard that. <laughs> but yeah, I I kind of liked their role play. I was pretty excited by it all. Georgia looks great as a brunette. Yeah. That's yeah. So she was dressed up as Carlita. Carlita. And he was, I don't know what he, he was. He looked, he looked like he was on safari. He looked like he was Magnum P.I. with his fake moustache <laughs> and Hawaiian shirt. And also, so who paid for their hotel room? Oh, Naomi paid for the hotel room, um, despite the fact that she couldn't even spring $300 to, you know, take a Jetstar flight to Hawaii. Maybe she's promised Paul some favours on her return. I think that's definitely on the cards. And she's one of those characters that I hated and didn't care about. And then now suddenly she's whisked away and I, all I want is her back. I I, I do love to get married. Yeah. So Kyle and Georgia are just extending their honeymoon or perhaps not even having one at all and staying at Lassiter's. And spicing it up South American style with we. Until the Frankston, oh, sorry, where's Georgia from again? Biragara. Biragara. Girl wakes up and she, she has a hungering for carbs. (laughs) <laughs> you know, 
my biggest issue with this storyline is that it didn't go anywhere. They've got one um, sassy brunette on the run, you know, Dakota, and Who's, Georgia... Who was living in South America. Yeah. yeah. Georgia yeah. could have been mistaken by the AFP for being Dakota, and there could have been some sort of big um, siege at Lassiter's. That's a, a that would have been actually really excellent. Imagine mm. if Kyle came out in his shorts with, oh, well, maybe just a towel <laughs> and, and the moustache. And it drops, yeah. and all you see is bare behind. Yeah, and Brennan's now got a gun, probably. That would <laughs> that would the look of disgust on his face. <laughs> That would have been preferable to the nudity that we did get faced yeah, with this week. Yeah. It would, yeah, it would have been a great way to tie it all in and have Paul think he was going to have one last moment with Dakota, but it would turn around and it's Georgia in a wig. <laughs> that would have been great. But instead, we got something quite sweet. Well, it highlights the fact that Georgia and Carl are massive cheapskates. They had their wedding at Sonia's nursery, mm. their reception at the waterhole where his grandma. Is the barmaid. Is the barmaid manager, yeah, whatever she is. They had a teenage girl, Amber, taking their photos, Mm. probably for free. And they... Susan? Yeah, Susan was a celebrant. Yeah, I doubt they paid Susan. They, I don't even know if they forked out for tickets to Vanuatu. They're staying down the road at Lasseter's. And then in the next episode, we find out that they're doing all of their thank you notes over email. Oh, that, yeah. That was tacky. Get onto Vistaprint gotta... and print out some thank you notes, you mm. cheap bastards. Although i got to say, I printed mine out and just never sent them. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got married early this year. Still haven't sent yeah. them. Yeah. I still hear from the mother-in-law but that guys, I did the wrong thing. But guys... You printed them. Yeah, right? we did. We yeah, just didn't and- send them. <laughs> okay, so the home stretch Thursday. This is when Georgia wakes up and has a hankering for pastries. Oh, from that little bakery in Anson's Corner. Yeah, yeah she wants the iced coffee, the good yeah. one in the brown bottle. Yeah, not yeah. not some swill that you know that um, Lauren's made. <laughs> and we, we we do not specify the brand of iced coffee. No, but it's- we see it later on. And I'm a connoisseur of iced coffee, so I knew exactly what she was. What brand about. did she get? It was Icebreaker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you think he just popped into, um, you know, Woolies to buy that? I think he should have. Yeah. And what was the pastry they got? I don't even, like, I don't think I got to see it. Well, my question is, why not just book a hotel in Anson's Corner? Mm. It's probably half an hour down the road. Because mm. Naomi set them up. No. Well, really, they could have just gone to, what, the Novotel in Glen Waverley. That's just down the street. If you want to hide from your family and have a few extra kinky, dirty nights... Don't book a hotel on the same street yeah. where you live. Even the city. Grandma works. Yeah. <laughs> but at first, Sheila doesn't realise that they're no longer in Vanuatu. She thinks that they. She thinks that they've stayed in Vanuatu rather. Oh, that's right. But but Toadie, lawyer Toadie's on the case where he goes, "Oh no, there's yeah, you know, I've been on the internet. There's no um, airline issues in Vanuatu." Yeah. He's by the way, his coverage was really quick. He just got the phone out. And, and when like, yep. he mm. no, nothing wrong with Vanuatu. He's nothing. probably still on his office Wi-Fi because he was in um, Lessers. Yeah, yeah, good point, good <laughs> point. The big thing for me was that Sheila thinks it's okay to confront um, her grandson and his you know, new wife in their hotel room. And for the second time mm. in two yeah. weeks. Yeah. So Sheila goes into the Lasseter's suite again in the newlywed suite and tells Georgia and Kyle, like busts them, says, you're not in Vanuatu. Georgia was wearing the wig. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Looking hot. Yeah, looking a million bucks. And uh, Sheila says, don't worry, guys. You've you've got your whole lives to have creepy role-play rendezvous. Just look at Carl and Susan. (laughs) Okay, so this is where Tarage backpedals and they Mm. have to sit Paige down in the waterhole and tell her, you know how we told you you had a home? Too bad, mate. You're out on the street because you can't live with us. That was hashtag orcs. I can't imagine why Brad didn't say, look, you're actually going to have to suck this up. Yeah. We've got a spare room. She's my daughter. And when, when Paige 
quite rightfully cracked it mm-hmm. and said and just wanted to leave um you know the, the room Teresa's all self-righteous and saying but you know i'm owning this like it makes it okay just because you're <laughs> you're an arse i'm a terrible person but i'm owning it <laughs> so then of course lauren takes her in without anyone's permission well, I mean, yeah. she, kind she, of got bailey's, she got bailey's permission but that was she, enough you would think that after kind of the sketchy circumstances of her staying with Therese that she would have just you know maybe rung or texted matt to say yeah. Oh, P.S., um, you know, Paige is just going to be staying with us for a little while. Or even just said, yeah, stay tonight mm. until we have a chance to talk it over. Crash mm. here and then we'll have a meeting about mm. it. Don't just... I'll oh, just go down the man shed, sleep on... <laughs> Doss on the couch. She she practically put Paige's name on the lease. That's <laughs> no, in the kids' names. So yeah. she did only have to ask, hey, wait a second. Yeah. yeah. That house is in the kids' and name. Bailey oh. invited Paige to stay there, as is his right as, as yeah, landlord. Land owner. <laughs> also, it's in the kids' name. One of those children's living in a car. Hey. That's oh, true. my God. Pa- Amber could turn this around. And yeah. She could kick Ka- them all out. Kathy, um, you know, had she known about Paige at the time, she would have put Paige's name on it, too. She has land rights. This is amazing. Mm. By the end of next week, I want Lauren and Matt living in the back of that car. <laughs> yeah. And remember, actually, Blondie did suggest that that was a good way to sort out your relationship, living in a car. Yeah. Mm. Strip it down, strip it down yeah. to the bare essentials. Earlier in the week, he said, you and Lauren, you should get in a car. <laughs> sort things out. <laughs> then I can't even cope with how creepy this entire week is because we go into Lou. Lou and his dirty gran. He, Bailey's... Number one fan. Oh, Wow. First, way I, out of his league, by the way. Yes. Yeah. So this Marsha Hines-esque amazing bombshell grandma who's into erotica mm. and, again, dirty role play. But she and Lou are now a hot item. Yeah, yeah. but Lou is clearly out of his depth and is overwhelmed by the attention. Yes, which surprises me because I would have thought being married to Cheryl way mm. back when, he would have learned a thing or she two in the stuff. sack. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel like he's got, yeah, he's got some runs on the board. Yeah. He could have figured this out. And Kathy I feel as like well. it wasn't that ominous what, what she wanted to do. Yeah. Kathy would have been a vixen back in her day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This ain't Lou's first rodeo. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> but he's, look, his heart's with Madge, and Madge, well, even Madge, she was, she was pretty feisty. Yeah. The she thing did. that really turned my stomach on Thursday was when Marsha Hines did make a reference to er- erotic adventures. Oh. In the six thirty time slot, that's I don't want to hear that. In front and, of a grandchild, and well. yeah, take it one yeah. step further while they're having milkshakes with Bailey and oh. Alice. Yeah, who has perfected the look of horror? Yeah, I think they got their scripts for this for last week, and it, all it was they had to highlight was look horrified Monday yeah, through which Friday, which wasn't hard for yeah. them. Let's be honest, because <laughs> even if they're not related to these pair, it was a horrific situation. <laughs> <laughs> So they just keep describing their escapades in front of these teenagers. And then Marsha Hines meets Carl, who, as we know, has penned the erotica. Book, book, book of, of Secrets. Yeah. yeah. Then somehow, and Carl wants to hear a fandom. Like, he sits down and he's like, tell me more about why you love me. He's, he, he's all, yeah, making notes with yeah. a, a gleeful look in his eye. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is going into the blue box. <laughs> Can't wait to tell Susan. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. <laughs> now, they ended up in a hotel room. Is that where she lives? Like, so she's booked the room that's right next to the honeymoon suite. So Lou we are, winds up in his hotel room and Marsha Hines gets out the feather boa. Presumably if we've read the Book of Secrets, yeah. we know what they do with a feather boa. And Lou, he's only skimmed it. 
Well, yeah, you, you would think the absolute bare minimum Lou could do in terms of contributing to the being the author of the Book of Secrets is read it. Is read it, yeah. He could have at least asked for a synopsis. Yeah. I mean, there must be one because he's got a book deal yeah. from it. <laughs> I feel Lou probably only reads the form guide or something like that. <laughs> I think you're right. <laughs> Every now and then, or he probably reads emails from people in West Africa and sends their bank details to oh, me. But that's <laughs> well, and, and the ones from the, the love child in Cambodia. Yeah, yeah Maylin. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So Lou, in the middle of his rendezvous with Marsha Hines, has to ring Carl for sex advice. Yeah. Because he doesn't know what to do with the feather boa. Mm. It's not like somewhat obvious. I've never read any of these kind of books. But I can sort of guess what happens with a feather boa. Well, he could have at least have started with taking his clothes off. I think that may have been a good place to start. But instead he just bolted from the room, dumping said feather boa on Colette Nan as he left. Yeah. There was a loo-shaped hole in the wall. (laughs) And then run straight back to Lawrence and said... I'm going to Cambodia in three hours, which is very lucky to get a direct flight to Cambodia. Mm. They must have used the same travel agent that booked mm, Naomi's mm, flight to Hawaii. Mm, mm, mm. But he was packing a bag and bottling it. You could hear that. (laughs) Yeah. And I love, like, for a guy that can't do anything, he's able to get in contact with the travel agent. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. But anyway, he's gone. He can't work out how to do sex, Mm. but he can work out the rest. He can't figure out that feathers tickle. feel like we all know that yeah yeah really just... I, I don't think her expectations would be that high no. I mean, she's a woman of a certain age i think she'd just be happy to be getting a bit of action i yeah. think lou could have just pulled out the book of secrets and read mm. a chapter and that would have been the job done and i yeah. feel like she would have known okay maybe this guy's just a bit creative she's seen lou i mean it's <laughs> yeah <laughs> already the mask has fallen away he's not yeah. some young suave man no, no. But I did like that it was left on the fact that Alice said Marsha Hines' grandma was so sassy she would probably just jump on a plane and follow him to Cambodia. So (laughs) I hope that that's what's happened and they're just chasing each other around a foreign country. I always had great suspicions about why Lou was going to Cambodia that often. A man by himself. Connect the dots. That's no good at all. Another dark day for Lou. We've got a sponsorship announcement to play that I think might help shed light in this area. So we'll hear from that now. Stuck on what to get Nan for Christmas? The Book of Secrets. The Book of Secrets. A sensual masterpiece from first-time author E.M. Williams. The book that's got everyone talking. Talking dirty. Erotic adventures. Synonyms. Sex words. The Book of Secrets. Secrets. It's not just a book. It's a bedtime story. Be one of the first to pre-order your copy for a chance to take home a free feather boa and a copy of the audiobook narrated by Anne Charleston. Okay, Paige just wants to fit in and she wants to be part of the household. And so she's moping around trying to figure out how to be a better person in the house. Yeah, and then then she pops down to the coffee shop where her other half-siblings, Josh and Imogen, are there just hanging out. They're doing Um, legal work. work. And now Imogen is officially the junior legal associate for Rebecca's law firm. Yeah, she's got a title. Really? Yeah. And that title isn't work experience, Chief. No, Her duties are hole-punching, highlighting, and photocopying, Mm. basically. 
She's a junior associate. Yes. She's still in school. But didn't you predict? I, I predicted that she will, she's actually been doing subjects at uni for three or four years now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, the extra credit. Yeah. yeah. And she's just going to do the last year. And well, then she'll be done. Eden yeah. Hills has a very accelerated program. Yeah. yeah. Everyone who goes there only goes a year or so. Yeah. yeah. Kate went there for a month and then she became a teacher. Yeah. 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 I think and Lily- a really good teacher, apparently. Well, <laughs> a teacher with loose morals. Yeah. yeah. Good for some. <laughs> Paige gets a bit of um, advice from her, from Imogen and um, Josh on how to um, ingratiate herself into the Turner household. By um, baking a cake. Yeah. They've sent her out for dessert and Imogen says, don't just buy dessert, make dessert. And it's amazing that in a suburban coffee shop, you can buy the ingredients to make a cake. Oh yeah. Harold's got everything. Whenever yeah. anyone He's does. He's got kale chips at Harold's. <laughs> I remember he had. The next to the coffee machine, they haven't moved in about a month. And um, tampons. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they do too. Yeah. <laughs> whenever anyone does a quick grocery shop, they get everything they need at Harold's mm. just from that one shelf. So she they get, she gets the ingredients, and the bit that got me was Imogen says, it'll be just like Anne of Green Gables, how she baked a cake and impressed all those people. Um, isn't the whole point of Anne of Green Gables that Anne always stuffs everything up? Yeah, she does. And makes a mess of everything her, her best, all the time? Her best comment, her favourite quote is, tomorrow is, uh, is fresh with no mistakes in it yet. I don't know how Imogen is doling out advice from a book she hasn't read. The cake in Anne of Green Gables... Wasn't it totally disgusting? And she used the sh- salt she only instead won of people sugar. over when she helped the kids get through croup. But I feel like this is another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what, what I don't really understand is why Paige was going off to Lauren's cafe to buy dessert for Lauren because wouldn't it be a cake that Lauren had made? Yeah. That's pretty mean. Isn't she it? should have gone to the the, the bakery, little, the patisserie in Anson's corner. corner. Yeah, they've got the great croissants or whatever they mm. have. Now Paige strikes me as being a little bit more capable. Than they actually portrayed her in the episode. I yes. don't think she'd be burning she, a cake. She works at a cafe. True. <laughs> True. She yeah. watches them make cake every day. Yeah. I feel like she makes the coffee pretty well. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No one's, everyone's coming back for coffee still. So disappointing and very inconsistent for Paige. Stuffs up the cake and getting on Matt's nerves. And then there's actually a really sweet moment where Matt sees that Paige is upset and and he has a, a sweet conversation with her and says, you know, when the kids used to make me cakes and they were all full, I just ate them anyway. And... But then he goes, oh, but I didn't think I'd have to still be doing that now. <laughs> it's like, oh, jeez, babe. Okay, you were oh. nice for a minute and then you've become awful again. <laughs> I hate that they are all taking it out on her. Like, it's yeah. her fault. But, but that said, he did turn it around and basically took her under his wing and said he was going to be make a bigger effort in the future. Oh, yeah. did he? Oh, and, that's yeah. nice. and he said, you're welcome here. Consider this your home. We might ask you for some board. They don't own the house. Bailey does. <laughs> Maybe they should calm true. down with that. <laughs> they don't pay rent themselves anymore. No, the, the house actually, is paid he, off. Actually, he called it expenses. So she's probably put in for the gas bill or whatever. Yeah. Do you think Lou puts in? I don't think he does. Nah, he just swans no. on in when it's convenient. So it's Lou doesn't really work either. He just goes to the cafe and causes problems. It's basically only Paige who's fronting up the cash to pay for the gas bill. So they need her. They need her. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Georgia and Kyle are back from their, air quotes, honeymoon, and they pop into Tony and Sonia's to say we're back, and the door is broken, yeah. which is noted in the first sentence. Like, go, oh, sorry, we broke your door. No, it's been broken since the tornado. Since the Which storm. was, what, a month ago? A month ago, when, <laughs> when we started Neighbours, the tornado had just happened. It so had in, actually, yeah. in six weeks, they haven't fixed their door, and there's vandals riding 
coward punching graffiti on the driveway. Yeah. It's dangerous stuff going on. There's people trashing the nursery. People are trashing your own business and you haven't fixed the lock on your front door. Also, but we they, do know that they're, they're quite, you know, time poor. Yeah. No. They, they do have a toddler who is prone to wandering <laughs> as well. So you'd think that that would be a priority to actually have a yeah. secure they're front They're terrible door. parents. But you know they haven't been able to fix it because Carl's the carpenter. <laughs> so he's the one that should fix it yeah but true. he was only gone three days it's true so georgia and carl come over and they don't have any travel snaps and they don't have any tans so mm. Toadie and sonia call bullshit that they were even in Vanuatu. yeah which leads to an awkward another kinky moment where um sonia asks why they don't have any tans and they said well we've been inside a lot mm-hmm. but you think that well they like, fin- look they finally did consummate their marriage yes. i'm guessing so, Georgia and Kyle have to go because they're about to move into their new place. Oh, which so is Kyle's share house with his grandma. Oh, she's just moving in with Nan. Yeah. yeah. And the, the kid that can't talk anymore. That's, yeah. that's why they were having sex earlier in the week because yeah. they know they're never going to have it again. No. Does Georgia break it to Toadie that they're moving out in that moment? Like, is it something where she has to break it to them or they, do they already know? They seemed aware of it, but they were very sad. They, they felt like it was their child moving out. And it was only in that moment that they suddenly realised they had the house to themselves. Mm. So, like, she's been on her honeymoon, but as soon as she walked out the door, they went, hey, 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 mm. we've got a spare room mm. and yeah. no one else So here. what are they going to do with it? Well, are they going to adopt another me? kid? I think this is an opportunity for Paige. I mean, she's looking for a room. They've got a spare room and nobody seems to care that they've got strangers living in their house in yeah, Ramsey yeah, Street. Yeah. They've got no standards. She'll fit yeah. right in there. But for some reason, their first conclusion yep. was to just nude up around the house oh. because they don't have any kids around. Except what about the toddler? Except that they have a well, child. <laughs> well, they all kind of wandered out. That was my, okay, that was my favourite moment. So Toadie and Sonia stripped down, mm-hmm. nude up. In front of their t- child, who's probably two, two and a half. Yeah, I, I, look, I think she's of an age where she won't remember it, thankfully. She won't remember it, but she's aware. Look, yeah. Yeah. it's a roll of the dice, mm. by the way. And then there's this moment where Nell just looks at them both and Skedaddles. flees. She just toddles off out. Mm. I think she even went out the front door. Yeah, she really did. It's wide open. We didn't see her again for the rest of the mm. episode. So Sonia is now cooking up dinner. Wearing an apron, thankfully, which does cover up the top of half of her body and also <laughs> mm-hmm. the actress's pregnant belly as well. Oh, she's oh, pregnant. She's pregnant. Didn't know that. That's Did why she's dipped back into the caftans. Oh, she's gone full hippie with the free flowing. was her thing. <laughs> oh, I've been so judgmental of her. I had no idea. Okay. Mm. Well, that's great news. And Toadie's sitting at one of the dining chairs. I think he's tapping away at the computer. Sonia gets spattered by a bit of grease and she's going, oh, ow. Then um, Toadie stands up. And he's also going, oh, ow, because... Quote of the week. Quote, unquote, that chair stuck to me bum. (laughs) (laughs) And I did take a screen cap of it, which... um, We'll post, yes, at Neighbours Pod. It's quite incredible. Look, I had more issues with the fact that Sonia was cooking something that was sizzling in the nude. an excellent tan. The corner of this photo, we've got Sonia's shoulder and she looks great. See, there's a woman who prepares to nude up on Mm. camera. She's Mm. gone for a spray tan. Yeah, she has. Where was the spray tan for Toadie? Nope. None. (laughs) For Toadie. He's got the classic... um, you know, t-shirt tan line though. His, his face and his yeah. neck are a bit tan. Yeah. yeah. So they're naked for the rest of the episode. Okay. Their daughter is nowhere to be seen, the poor kid. 
And while we're at the coffee shop with Imogen, she spots a prospective client that Toadie's trying to suck up to. Oh, yeah, that they're doing the um, – that she's actually doing the work for. She's all, all doing all the highlighting for this client. She stops the woman and says – oh, I was just about to talk to you about insert legal issue here. God, I would love if I was paying a lawyer, by the way, yeah. and some kid came up I, to talk to me about my case. So this woman needs to ask a question of Toadie, and Imogen and says, we provide 24-hour service at Rebecca Law. Well, it was like 8 p.m. Strangely, he wasn't in the office. It's 8 p.m. The kids had been there for the entire day. They'd mm. ordered one coffee. And Imogen says, pop round, here's Toadie's home address. Oh, no. And the door yes. is broken. Door's broken. Exactly. Can you see where this is going? I can see where this is going. <laughs> oh, dear. That smoking gun was smoking from the first minute of the episode. Back at Ramsey Street, they've come to the conclusion that nudity is not for them as well. Because oh. he's got ass burns or whatever from yeah. the chair. What? He has stuck to my me bum. <laughs> and his ass has only just recovered from when it was busted oh, only yeah, a, a month or so ago. Oh, my God. Carl would not be letting him sit on bare furniture without clothing mm-hmm. in his delicate... Yeah. When he, when he rode the bike, he had to wear something, didn't he? What condition is his rear end in if it's getting stuck to seats? He should have just put a towel down first. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. Good life advice. When nuding up at home, just put a towel down. <laughs> so, of course, door opens, client comes in. And just walks in. Yeah. Okay. Strolls no. on in. Busts them By the in way, the... I'm hiring a lawyer who can't fix his door. Yeah. Busts them in the nude. And so that's not the end of the meeting. They then put clothes on and continue to meet with this client. Mm-hmm. With Sonia at the meeting as yeah. well. Oh, at their God. dining table. It's confusing. And so then it's revealed. This woman says, you know what? I applaud the fact that you both live like this. And why don't you come and join me and my husband? <gasps> We're naturalists as well. Oh, no. <laughs> it was all just leading up to that point. Yeah. And Tony has to agree. And so now next week there's going to be this follow through where they have to have this four-way nude dinner. Oh, excellent. Uh, somehow I feel it's probably not the first time that Sonia's been nude with three other, three other people in the room. <laughs> it's probably true. She's had a past. It's it's a gift. Neighbours mm. is a constant gift. It keeps giving. And I won't look at anything, any kind of furniture the same way again after Tony and Sonia so, have get, used it. Get a bit of um, you know, spray and wipe out before yeah. you go to their house. If you go back to the neighbours set, Kate, you're definitely not going to want that couch. <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to get anything from Tony's house oh, now. Well, you, look, you can't sit on Susan's couch either after Luzicus um, and Libby got it all on it. I don't think there's a place to sit in Erinsborough. And ain't nobody staying at Lassiter's. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, a massive week. Thank you, guys. First time we've had full house here in the Pirate Net Studios. Yes. That was Neighbours for another week. You can follow at Neighbours Pod on Twitter. Neighbours Podcast on Facebook. Kate, you're on Twitter. Yes, I'm at Remude. And I'm at Vaya Pashos. I'm at my house. <laughs> Just watching Neighbours. <laughs> and hashtag Neighbours so we can play. Yay. Thanks. <laughs>